You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. What up, Chiefs fans? Welcome into another edition of the Kingdom Rewind. I'm your host, Sean Dixon. Alongside me, as always, is my bromosexual, Chad Goforth. Chad, what's going on, bud? I don't know if I want to respond to that, but I will. (laughs) I'm doing good. How are you doing, Sean? Doing good. Now that we got all of our audio situation fixed, I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, it's, we, it's, it's, about, it's about time. It's it's later in the evening than we usually get going, but uh, but you know enough of the bull crap. Uh, <laughs> we got a fun show today. We're gonna we're gonna discuss the you know uh, the horrible game, but uh, well, yeah. And we're going to bring on bring on our good buddies, uh, Steve and Jimmy, again to do it again. But uh, before we get to that, Chad, why don't you go ahead and hit me with the random facts? I'm going to hit you with the random facts in a second, but I just want to bring awareness of one year ago today, uh, the Nashville tornado took out Nashville, and it was a bad deal. So uh, I'm going to keep that in mind, and so hope you guys all build rebuild your house and everything else. I was going to go down and help, but just didn't work out for me. That didn't allow volunteers with a mullet. <laughs> Here's the random facts. Random factoids from the mullet! The earth used to be purple. Lakes can explode. Scientists say if you take a round ball and dump water on it, the water falls off. And if you take a flat plate and dump water on it, the water stays on the plate. Hmm, sounds like the earth is flat to me. On this day, March 2nd, in 1867, Jesse James and his gang robbed the bank of Savannah, Missouri. One tried to stop him, which didn't pay out for him because he died. They were together for 35 years, but in 2020, American Rap Group, Public Enemy, parts ways with the clock-wearing Flavor Flav. This decision was made due to a disagreement over playing for free at a Bernie Sanders rally. Don't know if it was about the bunny. Don't know if it was about Bernie. So on that note, thanks, Bernie. Happy birthday to Jennifer Jones, Daniel Craig, Chris Martin, Luke Combs, and Dr. Seuss. Hope you get all the green eggs and ham you want. I don't like green eggs and ham. I don't like them, Sam. I am. Well, okay, I get it, but my name isn't Sam, so the joke's on you. And in 1976, after three long years of marriage, Carol divorces John Wayne Gancy after finding out he was a serial killer. Looking back now, she did find it kind of weird that he was really good at tying knots and also the fact that no one could find his first wife. And those are other random factoids from the mullet! Back to you, Sean. Thank you, Chad. That was uh, that was really good. Uh, I like I like you get in flavor, flavor, and serial killers in the same one. I'm set. Like we can just stop right now. I'm set. That was great. Uh, but no, uh, that was good. And, and and I know I know deep down you would have been there for the people of Nashville if you didn't have a mullet. So so that's, yes, I would have. I think they thought I was going to try to rob them, but I wasn't. Just going to try to help clean up some limbs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good deal. But this is an NFL show, so I've got uh, a couple. Uh, this day in NFL histories in 2004, this day in NFL history, the Indianapolis Colts signed Peyton Manning to a seven-year, ninety-eight million dollar contract. It was the long, largest contract at the time. We all know now that uh, that goes to one Patrick Mahomes. In 2012, the NFL uh, decided that there, in fact, was a bounty gate 
that these Saints had from the years 2009 to 2011, where they uh, players were given incentive to in, in, injure opposing players. Uh, head coach Sean Payton was suspended for the 2012 season because of it. And born on this day in 1982, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, that'll do it for this day in NFL history. Happy birthday, Ben. Happy birthday, Ben. <laughs> Big Ben. <laughs> so, uh, so Chad, uh, today we, uh, we 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 gave it a couple weeks. We had we had a couple good couple good weeks come on with uh, Darian Thomas. I mean, that was those were some fun shows. We kind of needed something different, something something exciting like that because the taste of the Super Bowl loss was still. Uh, was still uh, fresh in our throats, <laughs> and it was uh, it was uh, a horrible game, and we didn't really want to talk about it. It's still kind of hard to talk about, but uh, so we're gonna we're gonna bring on uh, our friends Jimmy and Steve again. They came, <laughs> they showed up for us. They showed up for the Super Bowl extravaganza, and this is not an extravaganza because we're gonna talk about how that game went. So, uh, Steve, Jimmy, welcome to the show. Thank Yo, you for having me again. Thanks for having us. Thanks for bringing us back to relive these awesome memories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you know, that, we didn't we didn't want to just sit around and talk about it, so we had to bring you guys on to do it. <laughs> In fact, I don't really so, want to talk about the Super Bowl at all, so I'm just going to let you guys talk all about it and just sit back and listen. <laughs> all right, then. That'll be good. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's that's. That's what I would expect out of you, Chad. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Let me try check out. Well, first of all, how how you guys doing? You guys doing okay? Yeah, doing good. Selling Girl Scout you cookies. Little, you know, hey, hey, Steve's got Girl Scout cookies, folks. Let me know. <laughs> That's good, Jimmy. What do you got? I got nothing. I've been working too much. <laughs> I bought some of the Girl Scout cookies, but that's about it. That's good way to support your nieces. Oh, I, just, I, I, I like, ate your cookies, Jimmy. <laughs> well, we'll have a discussion about that off air. Then. <laughs> I'm just shocked that you didn't tell the world that you had crabs, Jimmy. I don't like to share that with a lot of people, but thanks for putting it out there, Chad. I won't tell anyone else. Okay. <laughs> Nobody listens to the show. It's fine. <laughs> oh, geez. So uh, I guess I guess we can go ahead and get into it. As you, as as Chiefs Kingdom knows, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl. That was what, you know what? still still a big deal. Be making it to that game only only you know two teams do it. So so and the Chiefs doing it two years in a row was a huge deal. Unfortunately, they were only able to come away with nine points. So it was a horrible game. There was a horrible you know just just. Just from the get-go, it seemed like everything went bad for the Chiefs. Uh, you know, Mahomes felt felt like Mahomes was just doing everything he could, but nothing was going right. And Tom Brady was able to, you know, dink and dunk his way to another Super Bowl win. You know, even though I'm probably more athletic than Tom Brady. So uh, with that, Steve, I will throw it to you. With what was your biggest reason for the loss? Uh, besides the fact that they had more points than we did. You stole Chad's answer. <laughs> uh, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. But besides that fact, um, the lack of our offensive 
presence in the game, um, in my opinion, was the biggest reason for the loss. Yes, we had a lot of penalties, and that's a whole other segment, I'm sure, on the penalties. But the the offense, you know, with our – and that's what I said in the – leading up to the Super Bowl, my biggest concern was our offensive line versus their defensive line and getting them getting pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes had to run for his life. What would the stat said that it was like, what, 497 yards he rushed around the field before he threw pass. And, like, the only time that it was more or, or close to that was when we lost to Oakland. The offense. No, I mean, that, that does make sense. I mean, you know, the, the, the teams that can get that four, that four-man pressure seem to be kind of what rattles this Chiefs offense. It just wasn't to this extent, I didn't think. Um, and, you know, you, you touched on the penalties, and we will we will talk about the penalties. I did want to point out that the 95 penalty yards in the first half were the most by a single te- or by a team in Super Bowl history. Uh, uh-huh. 95 penalty yards that the Chiefs gave up. Uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to jump on your thunder, Jimmy. But w- is that is that what you thought was the biggest reason for the yeah. loss? Yeah, that's I thought it was it was penalties, and it seemed like even. Even knowing that they were stupid penalties and the defense knowing, you know, there were some some crap calls going on. They got inside their own head and kind of started beating themselves, started infighting in huddles and arguing with people. And it was just it was detrimental to the whole game plan, to the whole game itself. Uh, they seemed to settle down in the second half, but we were so far behind by that point. It didn't really matter. So, right. Right. Yeah. Now, Chad, do you have anything to touch on that? Yeah. We all know that we lost, and it sucks. Um, <laughs> so, but I think you know, besides the penalties, besides our offensive line, I just think this is where I'm more pissed off that we lost. I don't, I don't care if that we lost the Super Bowl. I'm just pissed off that I know that we could play better, and we didn't play better at all. We played like crap. I don't know if it was the fact that we got there three days before the game. Um, yeah. The rest were throwing flags left and right. I don't know if Andy Reid was actually being a coach then. I don't know if the whole incident with his son getting a car accident and all that stuff was weighing heart, heavy in his mind and hearts or whatever. So there's a whole lot of factors I look into this. But I just feel like between play calling and the refs and the fact that our offensive line, we just, we just couldn't perform. Yeah, I, I I agree. Everything you guys said is pretty much pretty much what I had in mind. Uh, you know, I, I I I try not to think that the 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 car accident situation was going to affect Andy Reid. You think he'd been you know he's been in this league so many years, and and he's dealt with things like this in the past with with family issues. That I thought you know while while obviously it's going to weigh heavy on his heart that he'd be able to put that aside for this game. And and so I don't know how much that affected it. But what I will say is I was a little disappointed that it seemed like he didn't do much adjusting. You know, you saw Mahomes out there running for his life, and it didn't seem like he brought in he, – he attempted to even try to bring in an Anthony Sherman to chip or, or, or a second tight end. Like, I don't, I don't know who was even active, whether it was Deion Yelder or, or Kaiser or whoever. But you could put another one of those bodies in there to, to, to help soften that pass rush – but the thing that was really surprising, and to Tampa Bay's credit for me, the pass rush wasn't from the just the outside guys. It was there. The outside Pierre Paul and uh, Shaq Barrett, they were they were they were great. They were really getting to him. But it was the interior guys too. So there was nowhere for Patrick Mahomes to even step up. 
and get away from that outside rush. He just had to immediately escape backwards. And to me, that was, that was, that was real key. And, and, you know, they just, you know, he still, he still made amazing plays that you, you, you can't believe that he made problem was they ended up being drops. And so to me, that hits in the face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's, that's a touchdown right there. There there were two, you know, two big drop touchdown passes, Uh, just, you know, penalties, the, the, the poor execution on offense, the no adjustments, the drop balls, it just, it all added up and, and it added up to nine points for Kansas city. So uh, that's uh that would be what, what I thought would be the biggest reason for the loss. Um, Steve, coming back to you though, which side, which side was more disappointing, the offense or the defense? I, honestly, I think seeing our offense flounder as much as they were, we're so used to seeing them being high flying, get as many points you know, you know they could put up points on 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 the drop of a dime, and to see them only get nine points in the Super Bowl, like I truly feel that if we could have got them going, it could have been more of a game. But it was just, but and I don't fault anybody. I mean, everyone was. Well, let me rephrase because I do think some of the play calling, like you said earlier, should have been adjusted. And just like Chad said before the Super Bowl, use the sausage. <laughs> You know, put, throw, the put them, you know, get chip on some of those edge blockers or edge rushers coming out. And it, it was frustrating for them to not be reacting to the situation and just continue to flounder and fail. And it, I threw a few things in my household. I might have broke a few things, but we won't go into that. <laughs> I'm with you, Steve, 100% because. Like I said, the keys to winning this game is putting the sausage and using the sausage. You use your sausage wisely, we would win this game. That's that's well put, uh, Chad. We'll we'll move on from that question, uh, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Give me give me a player that you 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 would have expected more out of in this game. Like 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 either side of the ball, offense or defense. What guy stands out that you're like, man, I wish I would have seen more him or seen him do more in this game. Frank Clark. He was non-existent. Our defense was basically, besides the penalties, defense. You didn't hear anything about anybody on the defensive line. You didn't hear about any of our linebackers. Then they only got, you know, a handful of pressures on Tom Brady. We only had one sack for six yards. That's terrible. He's. I mean, I hate Tom Brady. I hate Tom Brady. But you've got to put pressure on him, at least a little bit. And we we didn't get any pressure on him. We only sacked him once. The one interception again was nullified by a, a penalty that was questionable at best. But you know, it's a Carl Cheffers ran crew, so we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, yeah. I, I was gonna say something like you guys made fun of me for saying hit Tom Brady low on the last time we did our Super Bowl, you know, talk show or whatever. I, I didn't make fun of you. I encouraged it. <laughs> But my thing is, you, I said, we, go back. I regret that statement. <laughs> I, I really wish they would have taken his knees out now. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> you almost made me spit I, out my beer. <laughs> because my thing is, it's not just about hitting them low or hitting them at all. Just if you hit him and put him in the dirt, Tom Brady is old. And he, by the end of the game, he will feel like you couldn't play. I mean, he didn't play that great anyway. So I don't, what am I talking about? Like, well, <laughs> you've got to put 
you got to put pressure on him too because his his knees aren't going to be able to keep up. If he was scrambling like Patrick was scrambling, he wouldn't have been able to last that long. He would have started making more mistakes, and we didn't get any at all pressure. So, and you didn't hear Frank, you know, Frank last year in the playoffs, Super Bowl, he was getting those big sacks at the end of the game. He was shutting down games. He was non-existent. He did did have that one sack, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean – yeah, but but you expect more out of him, and 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 I, I've never been a guy that's that, that that talks about another man's money, but we are paying him a lot of money, yeah, to be at this position, and and you know when 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 you see like last year, I felt like he kind of had like a a rough season, but then showed up in the playoffs, and you're like money well spent. This year, he didn't really show up in the season, and then he didn't show up in this game. And I don't know exactly – I don't have his numbers on him for the playoffs, but it just – to me, you need – against a guy like Tom Brady, who if you give him three seconds, he's going to pick you apart. The the one goal on that defense should be not to give him that three seconds. And we did it time and time again except for the one sack. Uh, Chris Jones, same guy, uh, wasn't wasn't really there. you know, I felt like, and I felt like they did a good job of it in the first go around against this Buck team, getting pressure on Tom Brady, at least in the first part of that game when we got up real big. Yeah. And you know, it's just is, and, and to Chad's point, he didn't play that great. He had, he he was consistent. He had he missed or he had eight incompletions. How many of those? How many of those incompletions didn't get counted because of a penalty? You know, like like I know the interception was one. That deep ball where. Where uh, both both the defensive back and the receiver fell down, but they called it, yeah. you know, past their appearance. That yeah, because his arms are twelve feet long to catch that ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Holy so, crap! So to me, to be Tom Brady didn't beat them. Uh, they beat themselves by not by not getting pressure on Tom Brady, and then obviously offensively. You know, if I had to answer that question, I would say obviously the offense was was kind of kind of the the disappointing part of that. Well, I guess that was the question before, but like but the offense was more disappointing, but we still expected more of the defense. And and so I agree with you Jimmy that Frank Clark was there or should have been a guy um, you know, some of the guys in the secondary, maybe maybe Traverius Ward, which I was I was scared for Traverius Ward in the first place. Um, Steve, I'll go to you. Did you have a player that you wanted to see more out of? Um, any of our corners because like I felt like they were just like hanging on as for dear life. And we got a lot of ticky-tack penalties thrown our way, but, like, they just were not performing at all. None of them. Like, I mean, and the stats speak for themselves. And I think that they got bailed out a lot on some of those penalties. But our corners, half the time they got beat and they were just trying to grab on to make sure they didn't give up a big play. And then they gave up a big play on in penalties. So I wasn't happy with any of the corners at all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Chad, do you have anything to add to that? You know, I don't really. I just kind of wish that our receivers would have, you know, stepped up and catch the balls that Mahomes was scrambling out and putting it right to their hands or right in their face. Um, But the people I would like to say step up was probably the offensive line. I know it was our backup backups or whatever, but this was their time to shine. I was hoping that they would, you know, be great. But one person that I wanted to see on the field is – how also do you beat Tom Brady is um, keep the ball away from him. So maybe we should have tried running the ball. We couldn't have done that because of our offensive line. But I didn't – did Le'Veon Bell play at all? I mean, it would have been nice to see him actually going out there and run. Right. 
Right. You know, and, and, and that, that, that play where, where Mahomes goes completely horizontal to make that throw and it hits Daryl Williams in the face mask. Yeah. Daryl Williams is not your receiving back. If you have a back that you need to throw to, Le'Veon Bell is your receiving back. Where the hell was he? And, and so, you know, obviously it hits you in the face mask. You just catch the ball. I don't care if you're a lineman. But, <laughs> but still, I, I think Le'Veon Bell has more of a chance to, uh, to, to, make, to make that grab. And, you know, so, so but, but you know, we, we talked about players that, that we wanted to step up. Jimmy, I'll lead this into you. Um, if you had to pick somebody, which I know it's hard with this difficult of a game, who would have been your MVP for the Chiefs? It would have had to been Pat, hands down. I mean, he seemed like he was doing everything he could to try to lift us out of the dirt. You know, he's giving his, his motivational speeches. He's scrambling his ass off. He's trying to get the ball out, and nobody's catching it. Nobody's, I mean, he tried, but the rest of the team kind of almost, not failed him, but let him down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, he did, he did. You know it's hard. It's hard to 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 make plays when you're completely retreating every snap. Yeah. And uh, so I mean I don't know he, if, if he made some incredible throws, but you got to be able to have you got to have people catch him. I mean, and we've got receivers that have been playing with him for a couple of years now. They know that he can make those incredible throws. Get your hands ready. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if he's gonna get it to you no matter what. Just get ready for it. Right, and maybe there was a little bit of that. Maybe there was a little bit of the the receivers needed to trust him a little more that he was going to make it happen because he has done his whole career with the Chiefs. He's made it happen when it looks like he wasn't going to. So you know, uh, there could be a little bit of that. Uh, you know, Steve, did you did you same guy or was it somebody different? I had I didn't think it was either going to be Patrick or Mr. Bucker who didn't miss. He must have heard my threats. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to lose his house. Hey, Steve, real quick on that on the first field goal, we get the ball, Bucker puts it in. I was yelling at the TV at our punter. If you go back and watch that, the laces were in. Like when he, when our punter catches it, you see the white laces. And I'm like, this is why we're freaking, or Bucker's missing them because of our, you know, our punter. I don't even know that guy's name anymore. I, I, we should shave Let's his started out you long haired hippie. Yeah. yeah. But Lace, I didn't, I'm sorry. Laces in, Dan. Yeah. 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 Because, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up because I forgot how horrible his punting game was the entire Super Bowl as well. Hey, Talk about he had nerd. one good punt. He had one good punt that got the, the one know, that negated got by back. penalty. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he better have one. He punted a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was God, it was rough. Cool. I didn't want to see it. Yeah, I didn't want to see him out there in the first place. And then when he did go out there, he wasn't very good. So, um, just just rough all around. Um, you I was, know, Chad, I was gonna say um, instead, of, I got a different one. If it wasn't gonna be Patrick Mahomes, which he played his heart out, I would have to say Travis Kelsey. I mean, he had the most yards in NFL history for in a Super Bowl for a tight end. With 133, um, unfortunately, no touchdowns. His longest was 33. He was targeted 15 times, and he caught it 10. He should have caught it 15 out of 15, but you know, <laughs> I just, yeah, I was just say I, that would be my MVP of the game if I didn't have to pick Mahomes because you know he, I well, Bucker's the only one that scored. So I'm going to say the sausage was MVP. 
he should have been, and they should have used him more. Um, but you know, to your point about Kelsey, is I think that was a part of the Bucks' game plan is they knew Kelsey was going to get his. We're going to do what we can to make sure Tyreek doesn't. We're going to get the pass rush so he can't hit any of the other weapons. Let let Kelsey get his, and we should still be able to win. And that's exactly what they did. Um, you know, I, I don't. I it was it was horrible. Like the just the there maybe maybe now there's a blueprint. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if if you were to say there's a blueprint, then the blueprint would be let's hope our you know their left tackle and their right tackle are injured, <laughs> so we can get a pass rush. Maybe maybe that's the only blueprint. But like Steve, I'll go to you. A loss like this, like how do you think it'll affect them going forward next season and even even beyond that? I don't think it's going to affect them negatively at all. I think that they're going to be hungry for redemption. Uh, I apologize. I'm having technical difficulties. I don't know if you guys can still hear me or not. Well, your video isn't moving. <laughs> so, can you hear me? So, yeah, I, I, Jimmy, you know, that, I, I kind of agree with what Steve said, but, but what, what do you have? I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to push them even harder. Um, I've been reading some interviews and stuff like that from uh, players after the Super Bowl, and it seems like it's kind of it's a little fire, and they don't they don't like the loss, but they understand you know that they they showed up to the biggest game of the year and kind of just peed it down the drain. So I think it's it's just gonna add add motivation and and get them get them pumped back up to hopefully get there for a third year in a row and and get another ring. You know this is this is. This is where it's going to sound kind of stupid. I'm excited for this loss because I'm excited to see how we overcome it. And I'm hoping that we overcome this loss and it's not going to be one of those facts that we made it to the Super Bowl and then say we don't go back. I feel like we're going to go back. I feel like we're going to be better. And so I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the future of this you know, franchise. So I just hope, hopefully it all turns out okay. Um, I'm excited to see what we do. I'm excited to see how we turn it around. Hopefully we, you know, I I think I saw um, a tweet from, you know, Patrick Mahomes saying, hey, um, starts now or, you know, let's get this going. Or I can't remember what the tweet exactly said, but he was already working for next season. And so I think he's already brushed off the loss. I think we're going to come back, and I think we're going to be fun. Yeah, and this has come from a guy who just had a baby. So, so, so for him to be able to to, to have this kind of loss and then and then keep that kind of focus, that's great. And then I want to I want to add on that because he just had a baby. Hopefully he gets married. Uh, hopefully there's no more damn distractions. Hopefully no more turf toe. If your turf toe is, if your turf toe is acting up, we're gonna cut it off. <laughs> Congratulations, Patrick Mahomes, on your child. Yeah. <laughs> she looks beautiful. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you know just to touch on that a little bit. I think I, this is a veteran team, you know, led by a veteran coach who who's been through everything. This team's been through adversity before. I don't see this being a team like the Falcons that that just completely fell apart after their Super Bowl loss, or or just you see that historically teams that lose the Super Bowl can't come back from that. 
Uh, I think this team's back there next year. And, and, you know, uh, unlike Tampa Bay, I don't think they're a team that, that, that has, has the willpower to repeat. So, you know, the Chiefs are going to be right in the thick of things. I don't think there's anybody really outstanding in the AFC that's going to compete at that kind of level. There's good teams. Teams are getting better. But I still think, you know, this is kind of the, this is, this is kind of the, still the start of a dynasty for me. Um, you know, uh, you know, Steve, going, going back to you, you know, I, I just threw out dynasty. What, what are your predictions for next season? I believe that we will win the AFC West again. Um, maybe it's a little bit tighter because there is going to be a little bit more. There could be more competition in a couple of the teams, not the Broncos, but the other <laughs> ones. But I think that if we play our cards right, we could see another appearance in the AFC Championship game. I don't know how it's going to go because I don't know what's going to happen with free agency. I don't know what's going to happen with the draft. We've got a lot of people that we could potentially lose in free agency. Um, I I don't know how many of those we'll actually lose. but And I think that if we can stay healthy, we could definitely see the Super Bowl again. Like, even with injuries, we got there. Like, I know Eric Fisher, he got hurt, like, last minute. But if we can keep the line healthy, I think there's a definite possibility that we make it back to the Super Bowl. And with the fire that we have lit under our, our you-know-whats, after the loss, that we're going to – we could win another one. I really do believe that. Yeah, I, I... – I agree. I think, I think that's there. I mean, you know, let's, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about next season. We're talking about the off season. Let's, let's lead right into that. Jimmy, what do you, what position group do you think needs the biggest upgrade going into next season? Uh, I'm leaning towards defensive backs, uh, corners, safeties, anything like that to kind of beef up and get uh, Matthew a little bit of backup. I mean, pick up some, some big names on, on defense. And that's what, that's what I would like to see him do. Yeah. You know, Chad, why don't you add to that? I was going to say, yeah, I like the fact of beefing up our defense, but I honestly feel like besides a new quarterback, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 100% kidding. <laughs> but if we don't beef up on our defense, I would like to see more, like, bigger person on the offensive line to protect Mahomes. It's like, we have the receivers. Like, we just need to protect Mahomes a little bit. I think I think O line's O line's a big one. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it depends on who goes back. It depends on it depends on what kind of you know because you know, that that was an injury depleted situation. We had we had some opt outs at the beginning of the season, so you know. Um, oh, wow. I agree with you. I think offensive line's a big one. Steve, what do you think? Um, I think I'd like to see some change at linebacker. I think that we made uh, a good draft choice last year when drafting Willie Gay since he can defend the pass because we've needed that for a while now. I, I just – when's the last time that we've had like a – this is like what, Derek Johnson, somebody who was a linebacker who could step up and hit somebody, stop the run, but could also defend the, the, the pass. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, Chad, do you have anything to add to that? No, I just – you just made me miss the, the good old DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't, they don't make them like that. I, 
you know, and that's the thing, you know, Willie Gay got, got a lot of comparison to, to the, to DJ. And, uh, he was, uh, you know, he was, wasn't really used as much as I thought he would. I thought he'd be a big part of, of this defense. And, and, you know, we kept seeing guys like Ben Neiman out there. And I, I'm sick of being Ben Neiman. I know he made some plays Cut here up. and there, but, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, you know, that leads me into my next question. Chad, I'll go, I'll go right to you. Is Ben Neiman a guy that you're not expecting to be with this team next season? I have a, I have like a couple people. He's one of them. Um, mm-hmm. Possibly are some of our O line, like Eric Fisher. I feel like at Swartz, um, I feel like they're not coming back. Those injuries right there, they're big guys. I think we need to find someone younger. And I don't know. I just don't see him coming back. My fear is who I'm not going to see come back is the sausage. Because they don't use them the way they need to use them. And my thing is, I, I even heard that he's willing to take a pay cut to stay with the Kansas City Chiefs. So why not keep him a Chief? I mean, he's willing to give you guys money back, you know, Chiefs. So let's keep him on the team. Yeah, no, no, I I, I agree. I think I think he does. When they use him right, he's, he's a vital part of the offense. Uh, Steve, what do you think? I think that, that you know, we – We've seen uh, Sammy Watkins in the news recently about, you know, him potentially being gone because of, of the money. I don't. I think there's a good possibility that they can't make the numbers work and that he's going to be gone, even though he wants to stay in Kansas City. Um, but one that I know that uh, Chad will probably cry about overnight is Dirty Dan. I mean, he he's on that <laughs> list too. That he's, you know, an unrestricted free agent. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I would be we, sad to see Dirty Dan go. I would be. We. I we, would be sad to see Dirty Dan go. Sorry, Steve, to interrupt you, but I would. I would be good. sad. I. I. I, I kind of like him now. But go ahead, Steve. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, we've got a lot of people hitting free agency, but we also have Brett Veach who has become kind of a master manipulator of the salary cap and and getting everyone paid and keeping people happy. So I'm just kind of curious to see how it all plays out. Absolutely. I, I, I Brett Veach is, I don't know, voodoo magic, but I'm curious to see how it plays out as well. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that – and that leads me to my next question. I'll, I'll send it off to you, Jimmy. What free agents or draft picks would you like to see Brett Reach bring in? Uh, free agency-wise, anybody that we can afford on offensive line that's not a rookie, has maybe a little bit of experience. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research before this. Uh, we could get – I believe we could get Cam Irving for a one at least a one-year contract. And he's still – he's fairly young. Has has experience, and give him a chance to prove himself. Bring him into the into the group. But um, draft wise, I've list I've got a lot of D backs for the draft, um, from Patrick Sertan to uh, Tate Allen from UCF, who is uh, listed as one of the fastest corners, um, and he only allowed one twenty five yard catch all season. I'd like to. I'd really like to see him in the cornerback position as a chief. Yeah, I, I think I think that 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 would be that would be nice. That'd be ideal to see him. You know, and and, and I feel like the Chiefs never. 
they never go that route early in the draft. The last time they did that was Marcus Peters. And despite yeah. what, what happened with Marcus Peters early on, he was great. And, yeah. and, you know, I'd like to see a guy with that kind of impact in the secondary. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of weird with it. I know, I know defense is always where we need to improve and Pat has enough weapons, but I like that tight end out of Miami. I, I think, I think he's a, you know, Brevin Jordan. He's a, he's a, he's a Kelsey junior and, and all Kelsey does. The reason Kelsey is so successful is because they don't know who to put on him. He is a mismatch nightmare and this guy would be the exact same. Now you're using your best linebacker or safety, whatever on Travis Kelsey, you got to use your second best on this guy, <laughs> and and that that either either opens up opportunities for him to succeed, or it opens up opportunities for guys like Tyreek Hill or or you know whoever fills that role for Sammy Watkins. Because I agree, I agree with what you guys said. Sammy Watkins isn't coming back. Uh, you know, I was surprised that we kept him on another year. Hey, I got something to add to that, Sean. Um, whoever you just said. Tied in. I don't watch college football. My my college football is um, WSU. They haven't lost a game since '86. So, um, my thing on that is, it, it, it would be actually a great idea to get a tight end to learn from Travis Kelsey because how many years does Travis Kelsey still have in the league? He's getting up there in age. Um, you know, be good to get some rookie in there to play, be secondary tight end to Travis Kelsey, and learning a lot from him. I like that idea. I just, I just, you know, look look at what it did, what we did last year. You know, they they needed defense last year, and they went out and got Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You know, get get a guy that you know you could that Andy Reid can use as like a new toy, a new gadget, or whatever, and then build later. Because I think I think Brett Veach has proved time and time again that you can build later in the draft. Um, you know, and, and the free agencies will come. The free agencies want to come to Kansas City now. They're they're a successful team. You know how many teams? You know, we we heard the news of JJ Watt going to Arizona. I was surprised that it wasn't an option for Kansas City. JJ Watt preached that he wanted to go to 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 get a ring. He's not going to get a ring in Arizona. He went he went for money, and 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 all the talk about him wanting to get a ring, he lied because he would have came to Kansas City if he wanted to get a ring because that's the best bet right now. I don't know if I would want J.J. Watt just because of his age and all his injuries. I don't know if I would even want him on wearing red. Well, I mean, you know, the money the money would have had to have worked, and it would have been it would have cost a lot of money to make it happen. And and you're probably right that you probably wouldn't have put together 16 games. So so probably probably dodged a bullet there. But I just as far as J.J. Watt's concerned, I don't know why can't like like why it seemed like Kansas City wasn't even an option because I don't know who wouldn't want to come play with the greatest quarterback of all time and one of the smartest minds, you know, coaching and the still the number one best bet to win a ring. Like they're still top, like they lost this game, but they're still the top team to, you know, betting odds to go win it again. And so, so to me, I, I, I think, I think other free agents are going to see that Brett Veach has got this, you know, way about him to, to, to manipulate the salary cap, even though it is taking a drop this year. Um, I think, I, I think, you know, I, I think, I think there's that option to always bring in guys, you know, free agents to fill, fill random, random holes or whatever along the line or, or in the secondary or whatever. And you can use the draft to go get, go get the guys you really want. The, the, the guys that are going to catch the ball for Patrick Mahomes. Um, 
you know, and, and, and we talked about the offensive line with Fisher and Schwartz. Jimmy, I'll, I'll ask you, how hopeful are you that they return this season? Hmm. Uh, it's like a, a – I want to say it's a 50-50, but it's more towards like a 70-30 that they're not coming back just to just to get under under the cap and try to get <clears throat> a little bit of better protection from home. I just I don't think it's going to happen. I would like to see it happen, but I don't think it's going to. Chad, what do you, what do you think about uh, Schwartz and Fisher? I I just I just don't see it happening. I just just the injury. I just feel like you know Eric Fisher. He's a big dude, and what was his injury? Here his pinky toe. Achilles. Achilles. Yeah. Exactly. Just a little bit. <laughs> I was gonna say six. I was gonna say six inches back, but it's probably like you know fourteen inches back. But no, I, I just don't. What do you know about six inches? <laughs> Your mom knows about six inches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just feel like with that kind of injury, we we see it with um, Eric Berry. <laughs> Didn't he tore his Achilles? <laughs> And then he would wasn't the same, so I feel like Chiefs are not going to keep him around. Just knowing, like, hey, Eric Fisher, you did great for us. You had that hold against the Steelers, and Steve wanted to burn your house down. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I think I think uh, that that Achilles. I'm I'm I think I'm more hopeful just seeing social media posts from Mr. Schwartz that he'll be back, but that Achilles injury that's that's detrimental for an offensive lineman because you're putting so much weight on that. And and it's got to be a hundred percent before you ever get even close to to playing. Steve, do you see it that way as well? Well, he's still under contract too, but I don't know if they would cut him or not. But I I don't know. Eric Fisher, like I used to hate that man. Like we've we've talked about this, but like. The, the fact of the matter is whenever he's not playing <laughs> now, like we lose. Like he's very good at what he does. Like he has grown into his role and he's become a stable staple in our offensive line that we have started to depend upon. I just don't know if he can come back from the injury. I, I, I hope he does because I think that we need him. It's, it's I, best case it's, scenario. I was gonna say, I mean, with that kind of injury, he's six seven. Um, you're looking at 150 pounds on one side of his body. I mean, he weighs 307 or 315 pounds. So you're gonna have 157 pounds without him moving on his ankle. You know, his Achilles. When he drives his foot into the ground to try to block someone. It's gonna. I just feel like it's gonna be another tear and after tear after tear. I mean, I, I hope he comes back because you're right. When he's not playing, we lose. I hope we get someone better than him if he doesn't come back, and that's what I'm hoping for. It's getting yeah, someone think, better for him, or he comes back. That's. I mean. The... Did I tell you about that time that I met Eric Fisher face to face on the field? Did you tell me you're gonna burn his house down? <laughs> tell me you said yes. I, ch- I chickened out because he was a lot bigger than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> I got really like, excited. True story. No, no. I, w- I got to go down on the on the field for uh, pregame, and 
like we went down to where the the linemen were were warming up for the game, and then I saw Eric Fisher, and I was like, holy shnikes. I mean, he doesn't look as big as he – he looks like a small lineman on TV. But, like, I was like, hello, Mr. Fisher. <laughs> Did you did you ask him? Hey, since you're so big, why do you have to hold? <laughs> I should have. I wouldn't have asked him either, but I just uh, that, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Sean, Sean, I was gonna say that's just like you meeting, you know, like when we met um, Dwayne Bow. You said, "Hey, Dwayne, I'll let you sign my football, but I'm afraid you'll drop it." <laughs> Hey, that same game that I was just talking about is when Dwayne Bowe was a Cleveland Brown and he came to Arrowhead and he was standing 10 feet from me and I was, I was like holding the Arrowhead flag, you know, and I looked, I looked over and Dwayne Bowe was looking right at me, like shaking his head. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Dwayne Bowe. And I was like, hey. And you just kind of like, what's up? <laughs> it was weird, yeah. man. Dwayne Bowe is a guy that like, like I know, I'm, I'm. We all make jokes. Like I, I feel like I feel like Dwayne Bow gets a lot of jokes, but I also feel like, like he doesn't get the credit he deserves. That guy had a thousand yards every time, he, every every year. Matt Castle was his quarterback. Tyler yeah. Palco was his quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dwayne Bow, but he couldn't catch it if it was thrown right. He had to yeah. like bend over and catch it with his butt cheek or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make ESPN later. Yeah, he wanted to be the next Randy Moss. You put five guys on him, he would catch it every time. But right to him, no. So how do you guard? Pass, drop how, how do you guard Dwayne Bow? You don't. You just let him do whatever he wants. Don't even guard him. <laughs> let him go. Yeah, I uh, no, I I think uh, yeah, I miss Dwayne Bow. It's, he's he was he was he was a good guy, and and he made he he put. Castle in the Pro Bowl, so Dwayne Bow should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and now he's like a rapper. I thought he owned like a strip club. He was doing some rapping. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so mo- moving on from that, uh, yeah, Jimmy, I'll lead you to this. What what player would you like to see take the next step in twenty twenty one? Let me think about it. And I'm going to go with another one. And I and I called him out. I wanted him to have a big Super Bowl. And I know Chad hates him, but uh, McColl, I think he's he's the he's the next Tyreek Hill. I want him to step up big. I want him to be him to be our big play wide receiver. Um, I just yeah I did yeah he's got he's got so much potential, and I I want him to see him fulfill it. No, I agree, yeah. Steve, what do you think? I would like to see either one Thornhill or a Legarius Sneed. Sneed, I think we, yeah. I think yeah. that we need some some defensive uh, help. And we've got good guys that just need to be developed a little bit. And I think that either one of those two guys have a great career ahead of them if they could just kind of get going here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like I like Lajarius. I think I think he's got a lot of potential. Chad, Chad, do you have anybody in mind? Yeah, I want to comment on the, these two. What they just said, Sneed just came out of nowhere. 
and I'm like, like the whole, I'm excited to see him. I agree with that. Jimmy, I don't hate <laughs> anyone. I have nothing but love in my heart. I'm trying to, I am a soulless ginger trying to get to heaven. So I can't hate anyone. So I'm just saying. <laughs> so no, Hardman, like, I hope he does great too. But the person I want to see do awesome next year is Clyde Edward Allaire or whatever. I feel like, yeah. you know, working out with, you know, Le'Veon Bell. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but he changed his way he was running a little bit. And it kind of gave me a little glimpse of young Bell where, you know, Clyde was a little bit patient in the pocket, then hit his holes. I think with a little bit more time, I think he could be the next Bell. And I'm hoping for that because we, like, I know it looks great, you know, Patrick Mahomes throwing 55 yards or, you know, hitting Kelsey or Hill down the field. But we need to do a little bit better, you know, game management and run the ball a little bit more and just try to use Clyde a little bit. And I'm hopefully he steps up and is going to be the next bell. Yeah, I mean, you want to be you you want to be more balanced no matter how great your quarterback is, you know. I want yeah. Pat throwing 100 times a game, but but you need to be a more balanced offense. He's his progress is going to go along with the offensive line. How the offensive line moves is how Edward Hilaire is going to go. Um, so that that will be remain to be seen. I I, I agree with uh, I love Lajarius Sneed. I think I think he's got big things coming. But I do agree with Jimmy about McCole Hardman because, like we said, Sammy's probably not going to be there. Like this is probably it for Sammy Watkins. We need someone to step in and be that number two receiver alongside uh, <laughs> alongside Tyree Kill. McCole Hardman has should have the best shot to do it because I don't. I think with what you get out of the guys like Demarcus Robinson, which we don't even know if Demarcus Robinson comes back. He was on a one-year deal as well. Um, you know, guys behind McCole Hardman, you don't. You, I think we'd be disappointed if we saw them stepping into that number two role because Hardman couldn't do it. I think that would be bad for the team. I think Hardman has the most potential to do it. He certainly has the most speed to do it. Um, I would love, I would love to see you know see McCole take that next step. Um, Steve, you know, let's. Let's let's go outside the Chiefs. Who do you think is the biggest threat to them taking another shot at the Super Bowl in the conference or in the division? See, I think in the way. division, it's going to be either the Chargers or the Raiders. The Raiders have been sneaky good, and the Chargers have a good. Uh, you know, Herbert had a, a hell of a rookie season, and I think that they could they're going to continue to build around him. Um. So I think that it's not just going to be cut and dry that we win the West this year or this upcoming season. Um, and in the conference, I think it's just going to be the same as it has been the past few years. I think Buffalo is still going to continue to be good. Um, maybe Baltimore. I, I think it all I, – I don't know. It all depends on how this all shakes out with free agency in the draft, honestly. So Right, yeah. Jimmy, same question. I'm looking at the same thing he was saying. You know, the Raiders and the Chargers are, you know, they're coming up good. And Herbert, Herbert proved himself this last year, his rookie year, and he, he was, you know, first game he he showed us who he was, and he was ready to play, even though nobody knew he was going to play that game. Uh, Raiders, they're always a tough team. They always play us hard, stupid. I hate them, <laughs> but yeah. uh, and I think in the AFC as a whole, it's definitely. I think going to be Buffalo because uh, they they got a taste of the championship and the AFC championship game, and they're going to want to come back and want to go uh, to take take not only the team but the 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 town 
Buffalo as a as a whole and as a uh, like their fan set. It's almost the same thing with the Chiefs. Now it hasn't been quite as long as the Chiefs, but they they want to try to get their fan base to win. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Go ahead, Chad. What do you got? I was, I was gonna say, you know, Buffalo is a good idea, but I've been to Buffalo, New York, and you have to pay across. You have to pay to get across a bridge, so they're all dumb there. And so, the the the, the person that I the, like the team I'm worried about in the AFC death would be the Chargers with you know little Herbie Herbert or whatever his name Herbert uh-huh. Sherbert quarterback. Herbert I feel Herbert. Like he's, I, I feel like he's legit. Um, Carr, I, you know, I did read somewhere where, you know, Russell 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 Wilson was trying to get out of um, Seattle and maybe go into um, the Raiders. And I'm thinking, like, if he if that happens, I'm going to be scared of the Raiders because Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. And um, But I'm more worried about the Chargers and the Raiders. If they keep Carr, they're dumb. But the person I'm worried about in the whole AFC – is the Browns. I've been saying this for a few years right now that they're going to be good. They're getting better. And eventually they're going to be, we're going to be in the Super Bowl, and it's going to be like, crap. They beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Not this coming year, but I'd say about two more years, the Browns are going to, you know, it's going to be hard. So the correct answer is, uh, you're all wrong, first of all. The correct answer is none, none of them. They're, they're all crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing, and, and Ch- Chad kind of took my thunder a little bit. The only thing is if that yeah. <laughs> if that scenario actually happens with Russell Wilson going to the Raiders, yeah, I'll be scared of the Raiders because that would make them pretty lethal with all of them receiving weapons, and they'll actually have someone that can actually know what they're doing at quarterback. Uh, that and, and who could scramble like Russell Wilson, that would scare me quite a bit in the division. I don't think it's happening. Uh, the Seattle would be the dumbest team in the world to let go of Russell Wilson. Pay him what he wants. Give him whatever weapons he wants. Keep his ass in the NFC. And uh, so, so then, and then if that happens, then nobody scares me. Chiefs are going back. They'll play some random ass team in the NFC and probably quarterback by Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see what we pay his way back into the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We didn't touch enough on the penalties. We didn't touch enough on how the female referee, her son's named after Tom Brady. We didn't touch on that enough. But, <laughs> but, well, but if you want to get started, I can, I can bust out my whole list of notes I got for that. I got a whole page. No, we know. We, Chiefs fans know deep down what it really was, and 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 we're just going to sound like sore losers if we if we advertise it, even though it was pretty shady. Um, I got to say this. I have never watched a football game. And then during halftime, the reporters right. sit there and say, holy crap, this is one-sided. I have never seen that. And it was like, it was, it was horrible. They're like, sure. It was a lot of flags. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even, even with one of our holding calls, Tony Romo on the broadcast was like, they're watching the replay. This is the fourth time through the replay. They're like, that's not a hold. That's not a hold. <laughs> if you look at that call, that is the exact same call that happened in the 2017 Steeler game. Do you know who headed that game? Carl Jeffers. I'm just saying. It's a dink, don't we think? 
A quinky dink. And speaking of quinky dink, um, if you ever, you know, looked at some memes on, you know, about Tony Romo and this year's Super Bowl, here's the thing. If you go to the restroom and you're wearing tan khaki pants, you need to shake it after you pee or you'll leak through it and you'll show up all the social <laughs> yeah, media. Yeah. Yeah. So Tony yeah. Romo, you need to, to shake me. a couple more times because you're <laughs> dripping still. Yeah, but if you shake it more than twice, we know what you're really doing. Or carry around a vase. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> His team's pee vase. <laughs> the pee vase. Well, the, you know, so I have a, I have a question that I didn't put on the list, uh, and I'll I'll just I'll give it to Steve uh, for for this since he showed us his urine. Uh, <laughs> recently, the Washington football team announced that they're not going to bring back Alex Smith. Would you be for bringing him back as a backup, or do you think it's over for Alex Smith? I don't know. As, as much as it would be awesome to have him back and finish his career as a chief, I don't know if it's worth – I don't know, man. That That's a tough one because Chad Henney has also grown a special place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. You know, after everything that he's done for us too. But I don't know. If I just had to pull the pin off the grenade and say something, I would say – yeah, bring Alex Smith back to Kansas City. Let him finish where the fan, all the fans love him. Like it would be awesome to see him in in the in a Chiefs uniform one last time before he goes out. But right, yeah, Jim, Jimmy, I'll I'll let, I'll let you answer it too. I don't think I think they should sit down and talk to him and tell him, and and really really talk to him. They know if you talk to Alex Smith, he knows his his days of playing are over. Like he is done but he needs to come back to Kansas city to retire. They need to sit down, talk to him, tell him. And, and like, he's not the same mobility wise. He's not the same passing wise. He doesn't have what he used to have. And now that, that used to make me mad. Alex Smith used to make me mad. Cause it was that dink dunk crap that I, it was driving me insane. Little three yard passes. Every, every other play never going deep, but I mean, hey, I like man, him as a Watch your mouth. Okay, my bad. <laughs> but they really need they need to sit down and tell him, you know, with that the type of injury that he had, I I he's he's done for. And he was he missed the last couple games of the season with injuries to the same leg that was broken. I mean, it's time for him to go enjoy his family and come back home to Kansas City, retire, and then do something within the Chiefs organization to build the program even bigger and better, and maybe get him a ring that way. Absolutely. I'm going to add on to that, you know, if I can. Um, if you're going to bring Alex Smith back, bring Eric Berry back. He he battled cancer, you know, bring him back. I yeah, I mean, that, that that's where we're at with that. Um, that's why the answer is no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I, I, with Alex, Eric Berry, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah, Eric Berry has a special place in my heart. You know, he was, he was you know, the first player that I ever – watched in college that I wanted the Chiefs to draft and they drafted him. So I was like, yeah. In a side note, in a side note, you threw your baby towards him and said, hey, Eric, very catch. And he caught your baby and he, you go. Wayne Mo couldn't do that. <laughs> and you turn around, looked at me and go, he'll do. Yeah. And so I think, I think, but with Alex Smith, the, 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 the part that sticks in my head, you remember the Browns game and do you remember 
do you remember Chad Henney and what what the biggest play of that game was that third and 14 run? The big ball and, run? Yes, and he didn't get the first down, but it set up us getting the first down. Does Alex Smith make that run today? No. And no. the answer is no. He used to be, used to be that guy. He used to always, he used to do that only instead of throwing it because he couldn't throw it on third down. But, and then he but, his but, but, but he can't do that today. And so, to me, why would you get worse at that position when the last two years we've had to use that position? We've had to use our backup quarterback. I love Alex Smith. Alex Smith did great things for the organization. Did the great things for Patrick Mahomes. He went through a horrible. Should have been career-ending injury, in my opinion, and come, and it was amazing. I was say comeback player of the year, hands down. I agree with what you're saying. I thought he was done after that, and so so deservingly he became the comeback player of the year. So you're, I follow. Yeah. Needs well, yeah, he he's got that. He can come sign his one day contract, retire, Absolutely. and and fully enjoy the life <laughs> with the kids and the wife and, and all that and crap. I think you touched on a good point, Jimmy, with the organization. He he'd probably make a great quarterback coach. Yeah. Like the guy has it upstairs. Like he is he's a very intelligent quarterback. And 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 I think that's a lot of the development with Patrick Mahomes. If he wants to come back on and be the quarterback coach for Patrick Mahomes, absolutely. I'd sign that in a heartbeat. I don't want him having to step in on the field and we need a third and fourteen run from a guy who has one leg. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, that that's just kind of my opinion on it. But well, it's like uh, a leg and a quarter. I'm pretty sure his one bad leg made out of titanium is a lot stronger than all all I don't know how many legs we have. <laughs> one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight legs of us. <laughs> I don't know. I bet the pinch is snap though. Uh, <laughs> But uh, let's uh, you know let's let's close the show with this question, uh, uh, Steve. I'll go with you. Final thoughts. What were your final thoughts on the game itself? Uh, by the end of the game, I wasn't even mad to be completely honest because you could tell we just beat ourselves. The game was out of reach, which was a first for us. I'm surprised we haven't talked about that yet. First time Patrick Mahomes has lost, you know, in more than one possession game. So, like, we got outperformed. It was over. Like, my wife was pissed and yelling, and I and I wasn't even – I started putting my stuff away in the fourth quarter. I was like, you know, I almost prefer to be beat like this instead of beating, getting beaten so close that what if, what if. No, we just got flat out beat. So, I'm, I'm okay with it. I know that the guys will use it for – motivation for next season because that's the kind of guys that we have on the team they're not just going to let this go they're they want it again they want to bring that that trophy back to kansas city and i'm ready yeah no i i, I agree you, you did it, it, and you touched on that with with the you know it's the first time we've the pat mahomes has never scored double digits like that's crazy <laughs> and, and it happened in the biggest game of the year uh jimmy what are your thoughts game itself was horrible i shut it off it i wanted to shut it off before halftime my wife told me that i was going to be mad if i missed the comeback so i let some time go when i turned it back on and i was like they're not coming back from this <laughs> yeah so i mean it was just it was terrible but it, it you know it's a it's a learning experience 
And a lot of the stuff I've read, you know, the players are, they understand, you know, it, it's painful, but they don't want to be in the same position again. So hopefully it's a learning, learning game and they can get better, get back and get us another ring. Well, them another ring, me some bragging rights for another year for some of my cowboy friends. guys how can we like think about it how many super bowls have we seen the chiefs in one like i'm blocking that out already what i'm trying to get at is like what we have to look forward to. Like we got kind of spoiled after last year. Like this isn't going to be the last time we win the Super Bowl. Like my gut just tells me that that's all I wanted to throw in. I mean, that's, that's the thing is I think, I think we all assumed they would be in the Super Bowl. So then when they played like shit, we were shocked. (laughs) I I took it for granted that they'd be there and I'm probably taking it for granted again next year that, you know, the, the regular season is going to go by really slow because, Take me to the playoffs. You know, when, when does that start? Chad, what yeah, do you got? Exactly. No, I kind of – Steve was about ready to steal all my thunder right there because my thing is I always I always thought of, hey, I would love to see my team in the big show. I am so tired of hearing or watching games after games after we lose in the playoffs and everything else. So my thing is if we could just get to the Super Bowl – and I can watch my team from start of the season to the end, I'll be happy. So the last year when I cried my eyes out when we made it to the Super Bowl, it was just the fact that we made it to the Super Bowl. I didn't care if we won the Super Bowl, but when we won it, it was just like cherry on top. This year, I um, I was a little nervous going into the game, um, but I was just still happy that we made it to the Super Bowl. And when we started playing like crap, I mean, we came out, got a field goal, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. But when they just started scoring touchdowns and we're scoring field goals, I'm like, we're going to lose this game. And, yes, I wanted to break everything in my house, but I'm like, I had to to tell myself, hey, I'm happy that we made it to the big show. I'm pissed that we lost. And the only reason why I'm pissed because we didn't play the way we wanted to play or how we normally play. So I I honestly feel like we're going to be back. And it's not going to – we're spoiled now with Patrick Mahomes and everything else. And the fact is, like, I'm just happy that we made it to the Super Bowl. And screw you, Odie, for texting me on my birthday saying happy birthday and she still lost the Super Bowl because you're a Tom Brady um, – um, I can't say whatever. You're a Bandway. sucker. Yeah. yeah. He's like <laughs> – but so screw you, Odie. But I'm just happy that we made it to the Super Bowl, and I'm proud of the Chiefs organization for that. And I, I just I'm happy, and I'm, like I said, I'm excited for the loss to see. I'm ex- more excited to see what we do to recover from the loss, and that's why I I just feel like I just I'm excited to see what's going to be next. Right. No, I, I, I agree. There's still excitement in this organization. Uh, my closing thought on it, and, I, and I'll take it, I'll take us home with this. Um, you know, the Buccaneers proved there's a blueprint. The blueprint is you lose your right tackle, your left tackle. You have a global pandemic that prevents you from having uh, any prep time for the Super Bowl, and you have your head coach's son uh, get involved in a horrific 
uh, you know, crash. And the referees show up and give you a, give you a, a bunch of penalties. So, you know, to me, that's that's the blueprint. I don't see it happening again. I think the Chiefs will be there. Jimmy, what do you got? Well, and you, you, a lot of people have also forgot that we also had an offensive lineman that opted out early in the season that, that would have helped us out. Dr. Tardif. <laughs> Where was he at all year? Oh, fighting COVID. No, thanks. Let's win a Super Bowl next time. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, we had two. We had a, we had a rookie, uh, uh, Lucas Niang, or I don't know if that's how you say his last name, but he was a promising rookie. He opted out as well. And, and you know, so so we had a, we had another offensive lineman get uh, get hurt in the in that Raiders debacle. Uh, so so you know the yeah the if the blueprint is everybody gets injured, we have a global pandemic, and there's you know the referees give us the most penalties that have ever been in a Super Bowl history. Then I don't see it repeating, and I see the Chiefs being back in the thick of things next year. Um, I'm not concerned. I'm optimistic. I, I you know. Uh, I can't wait for next season. Uh, I think, and I think, I think when the Chiefs do make it back, that'll be proof enough that they're a dynasty. You know, the, this loss does not prove that they're not a dynasty. It just proves that that uh, you know Tampa got away with one. Um, so, so I'm 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 optimistic. I think it'll be a great year, 2021. I'm excited to see what Brett Beach does, um, and I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to bring uh, Steve and Jimmy back on again and do more shows like this because this is. This has been fun. I want to thank you guys for coming on with us. Uh, this is, you know, it's 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 uh, it's always fun getting all of us buddies together and, and bullshitting about the Chiefs. So yeah. In closing, I would just like to ask, where does a pirate keep his buccaneers? Oh, where, where? Under his bucking hat. Good night, folks. <laughs> that, that's the dad joke you wanted. Dad joke of the night, right there. <laughs> And the winner is Steve. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's anything else to say after that. Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy, Steve, thanks again for for Chad Goforth. I'm Sean Dixon, and this has been another edition of the Kingdom Rewind. Chiefs fans, peace out. To the Chiefs' kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Woo! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!